I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, I am I am exhausted. I've spent the last 24 hours of my life dealing with some serious hazards. Please, please tell me. So last night, I came home from, I don't even remember what. Oh, a busy night of drinking and recording podcasts. Okay. And I, and I thought, I need to go out into my backyard and hunt some scorpions. Because that's what I do. It's Blow my, some steam. It's my instinct as a, as a, as a male to, to be a provider, to, to provide safety to the people who live in my house. Right. against the onslaught of the constant invading scorpion barbarian hordes okay. in our yard. But what I found uh, last night, instead of the typical like 10 or 12 scorpions mm-hmm. that I will find and slay with a flashlight, this reminds me of another story. You slay them with a flashlight? I slay them with a chisel. A chisel? Uh, yeah, I go out with the with the blacklight flashlight and a chisel. Where was this chisel forged? Uh, I don't know. Is it a special chisel for I scorpions? I think it was uh, forged at Home Depot. Oh, maybe okay. in the f- fiery depths of the Home yeah, Depot. Home Depot's, bowels. Home Depot's home office is in uh, in Mount Doom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mordor. <clears throat> One does not simply walk into Home Depot, Roy. Actually, yes, you do. And everybody's friendly. But they always... Uh, They're they too friendly. They don't always, but they sometimes make fun of me for walking in there wearing flip-flops. Oh, really? They because say, they're this not is why our liability insurance costs so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not wearing, I don't know, some sort of like iron crocs which is what you're supposed to wear <laughs> iron crocs yeah or like i don't know uh titanium clogs oh, i would i would love to see iron crocs yeah yeah if someone had iron crocs i i wouldn't uh make fun of them all right good i went out to i, I only found two scorpions uh, but i also found a giant fucking snake in my backyard apparently it's a king snake mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of uh, species of snake in the world called king snakes uh, in order really? to be designated a king snake, it means it has to be a snake that eats other snakes. How really? fucking tough is that? King That's snakes a king snake? Eat rattlesnakes. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Also mice and stuff. But, uh-huh. but yeah, but they're not they snakes. Are, king snakes are snakes that evolve in a niche where they are immune to the poison of other snakes. So like Whoa. a king cobra. A king cobra probably just eats other cobras. Whoa. Lesser cobras. I don't know. Maybe even Like bigger. bishop cobras. And, sure. And uh, knight cobras. Right. Yeah. Okay. Queen. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply that the queen was less than the king. I thought the queen was was higher. The queen can move further on right. the board. Right. Yeah. Okay. In any so direction. Rook. A rook. They they rooks, rooks which are just birds, uh-huh. which I don't think are poisonous. Are there any poisonous birds? Sorry, venomous. Are there any venomous birds? You know, I don't know if there are. Poisonous means that it'll, it will poison you if you eat it. Venomous means that it will poison you by biting you. Yes. Yeah. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds Google Googleable. Go- I mean, I, know, I googled it, and I know. Anyway, oh. so so then I, I I dealt with that last night, and then I and then I tried to go to sleep. You ever you ever have one of those nights where you know you have to get up early, and you're so stressed out about getting up early that you can't sleep? Yes. What the fuck is that? I don't know. Brain. Yeah. You know what happens to me a lot is I will go to sleep. Knowing that I have uh, things to do, but you know I'm I'm tired, so I, I fall asleep, and then my brain wakes me up very early in the morning, worried about something. Oh, good. Something I wasn't even thinking about when I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like what? Uh, how am I going to provide for my baby? How am I going to provide for my baby's baby? Oh yeah, are those the kind of existential things? You think mm-hmm. you're going to last long enough to see your baby's baby? 
I, for one, don't think the baby should be having sex. Oh, I I meant my my lady is my baby. Oh, but then my baby's baby is my lady's baby. I see. So your baby is your baby baby mama. Yeah, it's confusing. It I, is. I I I. It's hard for me to keep track of. I'm glad I'm white and I don't have to come up with these weird schemes for dealing with the people in my life. And my sugar. Your culture is a lot more hierarchical and family-oriented than mine. It is, but it's matriarchal. Oh, oh, okay. That, mm-hmm. that explains a lot yeah, of so things. Yeah, so I know what I have to do, which Just is whatever what I'm told. Whatever your wife says. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason that I had to get up really early is because I, I do this to myself all the time. Anytime somebody says, when would you like to make this appointment for? I always say... <laughs> As early as possible, yeah, because so there's, there's no fucking reason that I, as a grown-ass man, shouldn't get up. And be like, somewhere at 9 the, o'clock? The, 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 no, at 7. The, the idea of having a guy come to my house to, to spray for bugs at 7 shouldn't be a thing that I find totally abhorrent. It's not like I'm trying to pick which section of English 101 I want and think, oh, I, dude, no fucking way am I taking this Fridays at 8.30 a.m. section. <laughs> It's a Saturday morning class. I always got stuck in those sections anyway because I put off registering for classes mm-hmm. until the last possible That's minute because I had never had any idea what the fuck was going on. Right. It took me a couple of years before I knew there was pre-registration. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah you probably a year at least. You probably still don't even know about pre-pre-registration, really? which is what where is all that? the Eagle Scouts sign up for their oh. classes. Mm. I don't know, the Eagle Scouts and the girls that are there even though they're already like married. Huh. Remember those people in college who were just like, just had their shit together in a way that just yeah, made you like, like ah, and what? I always thought they were so much older than me and they were always my age or younger yeah I think they probably just drink less I think right. that's that's the answer it's the not, difference or not drink oh sure wow mm-hmm. Man. there are people who do that who don't do that? that that's weird I don't even know how to conceive of that uh, so the bug guy came and uh, then the, my, my roommates were both like I don't want bug spray in my room and I'm like eh Oh, is it inside? I thought it was outside. I had him do both inside and out because the the kitchen is full of ants. The yard is full of scorpions and cockroaches. The the inside is what's I'm the pool beginning full to of find cockroaches? The pool is full of water, um, which is not like really like I don't think the insect guy can do anything about that. Okay, um, the you guy can't came, spray for water. I trusted him because he had earrings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know, and I think his name on both was sides. Rick. Yes, Rick is a trustworthy name. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. You, you guy named Rick. Guy named Rick is not going to rick you off. No. Guy named Rip, he's probably going to screw you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, he sprayed, he sprayed all around, and then I was like, yeah, we also got all these bees out front every night when my porch lights are on. My porch lights, uh, now that I've replaced all the bulbs with bulbs that are probably outside of the tolerances of uh, the sockets, are blinding and covered, sure, they're bright. covered with bees. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that each of the two lantern-style porch lights that I have out in front of my house have 200 bees. It's like that bald man with the, right the bee beard. Oh yeah, except it's a lamp mm-hmm. that's outside. Someday you want to know one of my you want to know one of my personal dreams. I would like Roy? to know this. All right, this is this is uh, one of the nerdiest aspirations that i have i have you want to be on that's incredible no no no. i like so so i have nerdy aspirations this summer i'm gonna realize my i have plans i have firm plans and the means and the desire to realize one of my nerdiest ambitions which is to turn a room of my house into an arcade 
I oh, am, okay. I am, there is a place within driving distance of here where many, many hundreds of arcade games go on sale for very reasonable rates. And uh, my current plan is to rent a U-Haul, drive it to San Francisco or San Jose or wherever this thing is, buy whatever arcade games strike my fancy, drive them back here and install them in my house turning my house into an arcade slash house wow are you gonna let the kids in the neighborhood uh hang out at your house i don't know is this why you're building yeah well, i mean i'm trying to draw kids from my neighborhood into it yeah i don't know i met one of my neighbors he's like maybe like a 40 year old dude he'd probably enjoy that uh, come he, over and play he, video yeah games? he was probably like he'd probably yeah, want to smoke true. cigarettes right age. in the arcade though see we were in the arcades but we were too young to smoke cigarettes when we were in there that's true but the older guys who had the really sweet rat tails and the the really sweet uh uh deaf leopard t-shirts yeah and they had those you know those coke mirrors that you got at the fair uh-huh and like a roach clip with a feather on it yeah did you have those i i remember my dad buying some and he put them on because he didn't know i think he bought them at the flea market and mm-hmm. he didn't know what they were for mm-hmm. to, uh, uh, honestly and uh he put them on this leather bag that he made for the portable phone the 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 roach clips uh-huh. Or the, I thought you meant the Coke mirrors. And I was like, wow, that's that's like you're, you're really putting a lot of trust in you to not drop it or bang it into things. If you're putting a just a one Whoa. foot by one foot square of glass, it's on an your... expensive cordless phone. You're not going to drop it. The mirror is just there to Wait, remind so this you. This was a bag for a cordless phone, not a cell phone. Yeah. Wow. Why would you need to put a cordless phone in a bag? Uh, if you were, the thing was, is if we were, uh, out in the backyard in the house in Mexico, which is a big, a pretty big distance from the phone to your house was so big that you needed a bag for your servant to bring you the phone in when it rang. (laughs) Exactly. I see. So that way you could put the bag on a tree limb or something. Roy, every time you tell me a story about your childhood in Mexico, it really messes up my worldview. (laughs) Being what? Well, I always imagine that you grew up, as people know, that you grew up in a dirt-walled hovel. Uh-huh. But apparently you didn't. Apparently you grew up in some kind of mansion? A mansion? Yeah, a mansion. Yeah. It's like a little man-child. It's a, it's a German man-child. No, it wasn't a mansion. It, like you know, an ombrito. Like a one, Is that one like a level? Mench- a mansion would be like an ombrito. I guess so. Like a little man? Yeah, little man. Yeah. Do you never do Mexicans never refer to their dongs as el hombrito? No, they would never say that. El señorcito, maybe. You know, you'd want to be more formal. Mm -hmm. El pequeño amigo. Uh huh. No, I'm sorry. El amigo pequeño. I forgot the order in which adjectives and nouns happen. Uh, I feel like you could say el pequeño amigo, but yes, Mm -hmm. el amigo pequeño. Mm Okay. Uh, so what what do you call say your hello. penis in Spanish? Uh, dice hola <laughs> y mi amigo pequeño. But then it's your dick instead of a gun. Because right, you're not. Right. Who was that? Was that Al Pacino? Was Al Pacino Scarface? I've never seen Scarface. I've seen parts of it. I Honestly, I lost interest. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I watched most of it. And then at some point, I just decided to turn off the TV. Should, I mean, I played a lot of uh, GTA Vice City, which I think owes almost its entire dialogue uh, atmos- to atmosphere and and you know sort of plot elements to uh scarface, to scarface is the one where he has that mountain of coke on his desk right uh, dude, and he's just know. snorting from it i mean that's um, just that, while his that's wife every, is like, upset i only him. watch things that have that 
Okay. So and that's where he says, "Say hello to my little yeah, friend." That's what right? I yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking. That's about. what I was talking. About. I tried yeah. to say that in Spanish, but I probably did such a poor job that you didn't know what I was talking about. I mostly don't know what you're talking about, even when I speak English. Yes. Uh, so the second threat that I faced was uh, was revealed today when. Wait, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you. What did you do with the first threat with the the big snake? I took a picture of it and then I just went to bed. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a snake. They do good work, right? Like, sure. You know, in general, the only. You should get to eat bees. Oh, man, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Imagine how pissed off a snake would... Imagine a snake who has had nothing but bees to eat for a really long time. That snake is going to... So then I I, I sent a text message to my girlfriend who who was out. I don't know what she was doing, watching stand-up comedy. Uh, And I was like, oh, man, I, I got so lonely that I made a new friend who is a giant snake in the backyard. And then she, rational as she is, said, huh, is it a kind of snake that could eat a chicken and and i looked it up and i was like nope uh-huh. no what i thought was it would be awesome if the snake attacked the chicken and then i could go out and catch a picture catch a picture uh-huh. uh, of them locked in mortal combat and then i could send it to mexico in case they needed a new flag photo oh sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, update the flag yeah chicken mm-hmm. and a king snake because mm-hmm. what is it like is it like an eagle it's a brown eagle and a rattlesnake a brown eagle mm-hmm that seems like a like you something you'd find in Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I took, like, this, like I a, took this chick oh, home from sure. the bar and I gave her a brown eagle. What do you think that would be? <clears throat> no, boy, I don't know. Something gross. I hesitate to I hesitate to even delve into that territory. But that the first threat, yeah, the first threat I dealt with by taking a picture of it, sending it to a couple of people via MMS, saying, "Hey, look, I found a snake in the yard. Isn't that a thing that doesn't happen usually?" I I didn't get one of these, and they agreed that yes. Who is this MMS group that, that I'm not included in? Uh, it's just my friends, you know. Oh, yeah, your friends. Uh, so then today I was like, yeah, I don't know if there's any sense of like, like, I was like, there's these bees. And he said, yeah, it probably means there's a hive somewhere within like a mile of here. But within not necessarily at your house. Yeah, he was like, you know, the, the, like bees, will, bees are drawn to. Okay. Have you ever heard there anybody a say lot of bees, they're really? drawn to this like a bee to flame? No, bees no, don't. Mods bees do that. are not attracted to lights. Bees are fucking asleep like a reasonable person would be at yeah. night. I've never. Unless the light is keeping them awake, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe no, so. Like, turn Maybe. off your lights. So it turns out. We, we, we went outside and looked and it was like, huh, I wonder if maybe the beehive is somewhere close to this hole where hundreds of bees are flying in and out of your house. <laughs> and and, and we, was we, he conclu- right? we concluded correctly. Ah, yeah, I bet that's where the beehive is. Okay. It's somewhere near this place where there are hundreds mm-hmm. of bees. Which wasn't a mile away. Uh, it wasn't a mile away. It was, it was like a meter. I guess it was like 12 feet. Okay. Maybe. I mean, it was, it was up, you know, it was up in the second story. It was, it's at a point where. I don't know that they're actually inside the walls. Oh, so then I was also I was talking to my girlfriend and I was like, oh, by the way, the walls are full of bees. So don't piss the walls off. Right. And then she freaked out and decided that burning the house down was the was the right thing to do. I, I bet the bees are trying to turn the lights off. That's what they're doing. You think they're just yeah. like, fuck, where they is just the don't, switch? don't know how to do it. Yeah. You know what? That's the, why they're mad. You know what the scary thing is? This isn't actually scary. Their hive is pretty close to the switch. The switch mm-hmm. is inside to turn my porch lights off this is a weird this is a weird quirk of my house to turn off my porch lights through the wires you have to go to the little secret room that's under the stairway and uh open a number of doors and then open a little control panel with timer thing what the the lights are on an automated circuit and there's no switch a number of doors well there's a number of doors 
Okay. You, so to get to it, you have to go inside the front door uh-huh. of the house, which that's a normal amount of doors okay. to be between a porch light and the switch, right? Sure. But then you have to go through another door to get into the bathroom, and then another door in the back of the bathroom that leads into the secret room under the stairs, um. which is painted in garish colors. Apparently, the previous owners set it up as like a sort of a playroom for their daughters. Uh, but then when I moved in, it was just full of scorpions. It's like a tiny, tiny dungeon. Yeah. yeah. And a tiny cat, Barbie and dungeon. cat pee, and then a safe. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a safe. And the, the previous owner had no idea what the combination to the safe was. Mm. And so left me a note saying like, yeah, the safe, uh, we don't know. Like, if there's anything in there, the treasure is yours. That's what she well, wrote. Well, that, that means that they had never used yeah, it, Yeah, they had right? never opened okay. They didn't know the combination. So I, I, hired, a, I hired a locksmith. A private investigator. Yeah, I hired a safe cracker. <laughs> I, I assembled a crack team. I found, uh-huh. I found the gymnast to, uh, to put on a sexy bodysuit and go through the, right. the laser beams that I, that I set up just so the gymnast would have something to do. And, and <laughs> you got a doctor and you borrowed their stethoscope. Sure. Well, I had a doctor, you know, I had a doctor like drug me so that the team could, <laughs> could get past me to get to the safe. Um, yeah, I spent $300 uh, getting the safe drilled out and the lock replaced. And uh-huh. you know what the safe contained? 11 cents in change. 11 cents? Yes. But were they Confederate cents? Uh, nope. They were from like the 80s, maybe. Not oh. <laughs> Confederate cents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing. Dealing with uh, dealing with the problems that arise when basically a 35-year-old baby uh, gets put in charge of a house. That's you. That's me. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm the 35-year-old baby. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Should I refer to you as as baby now? No, no, baby, baby. You could just baby. say baby over and over again in a way that was kind of creepy. If you took off your glasses, that would sure flip the <clears throat> pancake even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> you remember remember the house that you lived in? Uh, that the, the house of mine that you lived in for a while. Yeah, that bees really also loved. had bees all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Is there something that grown-ups know? Is there something that you learn over the course of a normal human existence that makes it so? There's like a trick you do so that there aren't constantly fucking beehives everywhere that you live. Well, you need to uh, patch up cracks or holes in your house as they occur. <laughs> That's one thing. What? If you have some kind of shitty shed in the backyard that gets infested with bees and you can't uh, patch up all the holes, I think you tear it down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that I'm going to do that. Yeah. But I mean, it's not even, you know, I don't live there. I just rent that to somebody now. So, so it's like, eh. I, I left a TV in there or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still have stuff in there. I think there's probably a bunch of tools in that shed that were either things that the previous owners left or that I left. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a light bulb of some sort. Yeah, probably. I think the bigger chisels that you do not use to kill scorpions with. Oh, are, are there. Yeah. I had a whole set of chisels yeah. and now I only have this one. I think one. that's where they are. Yeah. I mean, really you only need one chisel. Mm-hmm. You know why I bought that chisel? No. Why? I, well, I bought a set of chisels. I wanted a chisel, and then I was like, wow, there's a whole set of chisels that I could get for the same price as one chisel. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's like, yeah, how do you Probably find- same brand, right? Probably, yeah. I don't even know. They're blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blue, blue brand. brand. Uh, the one time I tried to fix a toilet resulted in me needing a chisel uh, because of a combination of my incompetence and the incompetence of the previous owner. Oh, okay. Uh, th- this actually resulted in kind of a funny story. <laughs> um, uh, so the, the toilet... Uh, a thing broke in the toilet. Uh, the seal, actually, the the seal between the tank of the toilet and the the bottom of the toilet split. It like got it was okay. just old and it cracked, mm-hmm. and the toilet was leaking out the bottom of the tank. It's okay. like, oh, okay. So I mean, you know how to fix this. This is the right? one upstairs, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you take the tank off, 
and uh, then you replace this wax thing and then you bolt the tank back onto the thing. But I tightened the bolts a little bit too much and just shattered the tank of the toilet into five pieces. Oh. Um, yeah. So, so the then, toilet ruined. And it broke the bottom part also. Um, oh, so, okay. So now I can't just get a new tank, right? Like the, this, I, I have you to get this toilet. toilet. And I was like, all right, well, I unbolt the toilet from the floor and then realized that the previous owners had just tiled. They didn't remove the toilet when they put the tiles in. So they just tiled <laughs> right up to it. Grout, yeah, just grouted like three inches of grout between the to- the tile and the toilet. Uh-huh. So, so I bought a chisel to chisel out the grout. Okay. To, to get the toilet out. And I then put it in the back of my truck thinking that I would throw it away somewhere. And that was the point where our buddy Chris came to live with me for a while. Sure. And so what we did. I remember. What we did basically every night was just to go out and drink all night and then drive home. Right. And uh, we, we so kept then thinking. the toilet was still in the back. Just rolling around in the back of the truck. And we thought, well, we should get rid of this toilet eventually. But then we came up with a better plan, which we noticed that the more that we drove around, the smaller the individual pieces that of this toilet were uh-huh. in the back. Yes. And so we were like, well, what we could do is we could just keep driving around. And every bar we go to, we could just pick the smallest pieces of the toilet out and just, you know, drop them in the bushes uh-huh. or something. So that we just slowly distributed this toilet. Sometimes deciding to like go really fast around corners to sort of accelerate the process of breaking mm-hmm. the toilet into pieces. Okay, and uh, we were like uh, we were like Andy like Dufresne the Easter Bunny in, in the in the Shawshank Redemption, right? We were just oh, slowly sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. sneaking little bits of this toilet out of our cell in our pants and dropping them, mm-hmm. dropping them wherever we went. At different bars. Yeah, it was great. And then I paid someone to put a new toilet in. Really? You didn't even do it yourself after no. all that? No. I've never trusted myself to work on a toilet again after that. After I managed to, and trying to do, I was like, oh, a toilet. I understand how a toilet works. I can fix this. And then I just fucking destroyed it and, sure, and created this clusterfuck causality chain. I feel like you would then know not to tighten it that much for, no. for the next okay. time. The thing is, the reason that I tightened it that much is because it was leaking. Any point looser than that, it was leaking. Huh. Yeah. And it had a new ring. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was like a wax donut. What I thought was, why don't I just poop in this wax donut? I don't even need a toilet. Right. I could just poop through this donut, and that would probably... Just right into a plastic bag. Or in, you know, on the ground. I mean, that that, like, that wax donut has got to be the important thing in the toilet, mm-hmm. right? It like sanitizes it, turns it into fertilizer or... Sure. Something. Um, yeah. I mean, you could just take a regular chair and cut a hole in it and just put it out in your yard and slowly fertilize your whole yarn. Oh, yeah. yeah. And move, it, move it around. like Not, uh, not your yarn. My yarn. <laughs> your yarn. Uh, I could get a chair, uh, put it at Jan Tiersen's house, and slowly fertilize Jan's yarn. <laughs> yes. Have you been, Roy? I've been all right. 20, mi- 20 minutes I've been telling these dumb stories about bees and snakes. No, uh, all very informative, and, very funny, and not very even, entertaining. Not even one minute paying attention to, to what's going on in your life. I am, I am both, I am the worst boyfriend, I am the worst boss, and I am the worst friend, all wrapped up into one asshole. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, That's Roy. That's what makes you so special. I'm turning over a new leaf, though. I'm, Thank you. Now it's your time, Roy. What's going on? Thank you. Now... Nah, nah. My time down here. Down My here, time. it's your time down here. Um, <clears throat> well, this weekend, uh, last weekend, I saw my family because we had a family event, uh, which was interesting, <clears throat> but also it was outdoors, and it was the first day of the year that it was over 100, and it was 105 on Sunday, and it was really miserable, and I was wearing a suit. But 
I saw my eldest nephew Eric there, uh, who also listened to the to the show. A which friend, uh, friend of, I would go so far as to call Eric friend of the show. Yes, yeah, sure, sure, but uh, he's still my nephew. Sure, but uh, I found out that he has a band. And, which I didn't know about, and uh, being a terrible uncle that I am, I didn't even ask what instrument he plays in the band. I think it's guitar, though. Okay. Uh, and he told me that they didn't have a band name, and I suggested Cat Milk, and it seems like he might go for it. Huh. Mm-hmm. He did describe it as his band. Okay. And I also wanted to suggest Accidental Dildo, but my niece was sitting next to me, so I couldn't. Which niece? I couldn't. Uh, any of them are the younger niece. No, I mean there's there's the elder niece who oh sure she is, she is who, probably well acquainted <laughs> with the accidental dildo who's married, but uh, no, it was the other nieces. Well, I guess uh, the one the, that's it's, it basically and, at that point it's always the deliberate dildo, right? Like it's never you can't sure, you don't have to you don't have to no. like contrive some reason to no, oh no, where, no, no, where'd no. that come from? Right, boy, Amazon sure does screw up a lot of my orders. <laughs> I wanted bananas. <laughs> Can you order fresh bananas on Amazon? No, I don't think I don't think so. No, you might be able to order like a. Well, you can order cat like food. a ba- canned bananas. That's like yeah, you get a can of banana salad. Um, uh, so I I couldn't say anything because both my nephew who's fifteen, my niece who's fourteen, and my other niece who's eight, I think. Well, so she doesn't listen to the show. It's so just as well offended. that you didn't suggest shitbeard because they're not allowed to have shitbeard because that's my band. I wasn't going to suggest shitbeard. Okay. I suggest the band names that I keep in reserve for my band whenever I, I I get it together to start a band. Okay. Again, or get the band together again. We should get the band together again, Roy. Yeah, we should. Screw jackets. Mm-hmm. I should post some of those songs. They you hold should. up. They hold up remarkably well. You think so? I don't uh, think so. Well, <laughs> some of them are okay. It seems like they're crappy ripoffs of other songs. Well, <laughs> they got soul though. There's there. It is clear that there is something going on in those recordings. Do you still have those? Yeah, you do. Yeah, but in a place where you can find them. Yeah. Okay. I could. I could. I could thread some of them into this show Ooh. right now. You guys, you guys, uh, listeners, you want to hear some of the music that Roy and I recorded when we were in high school? <laughs> we were a pretty good band called yeah, This Screw is what Jackets. we were doing instead of going out on dates with, with ladies. Well, not with each other. Well, okay. We were sort of going on a band date. Sure, yes. We were making yes. a play date. Now, see, we knew, even back then, right now, Roy, you and I, we don't. We we're doing the to, same thing. We don't need to go on dates with ladies. We know that the the important thing is spending time together as friends. Mm-hmm. We understood that even back in high school. I mean, so you, it's easy to say the only reason that we did that then is that we couldn't get laid. And now the only reason that we hang out is because we get laid too much. Yeah, we need a we break. Get away from the old balls and chain. Am I right? Uh-huh. Ah, oh, boy. Remember, remember back in, remember back when we were younger and back in the nineties and sometimes we didn't have a girlfriend and it was like, fuck. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. That never happens anymore. Well, I don't have a girlfriend anymore. Not that you know of. (laughs) Really? I may have a secret girlfriend somewhere that I'm not aware of. Accidental girlfriend. That's another good band name. Yeah, that is. Although that would be like a good, like a, what do they call it? Like a dyke rock band. Accidental I don't, girlfriend. I don't think that's a real genre. Of do you music, do you but. know about this really famous uh, Russian band it's called? Uh, I think it's called Pussy Riot. No, have you heard of their name? It's I first heard of them on NPR, and because it is a Russian band, they're allowed to say Pussy Riot <laughs> on the radio. Hmm. 
So I thought that was funny because in context, it is the band's name. I mean, because I guess if there was like a, a, a Russian dignitary whose name was Vladimir Pusirayat, yes. right, then they'd be able to say that. So they just, sure. yeah, like, okay. Sure. Wow. So, I mean, it seems like if they're I, really political and stuff. If I worked for NPR, I would use that technicality to get away with all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like, like yeah. who would you want to talk well, about? Well, I would say like, uh, you know, let's. Like Shitbeard. Welcome. Yeah. German. <laughs> having their first. You know first album uh d- this is a german performance artist fuckface. <laughs> okay yeah i mean i i really do do mm-hmm. like that artist's uh work who i remember at some point talking to a woman who her son had formed a band and she told me that her son's band's name was the deutsch bags and how funny that she thought that was huh. and then i was like when would i have been talking to a woman that was old enough to have like a 19 year old kid and I don't remember. I don't either. But that is a pretty funny name. It is a pretty funny mm-hmm. name. Yeah. She agreed. Okay. Uh, man, sometimes when I think back on memories that I have that have just no context at all and that I can't come up with any details or way to frame them, I think, boy, I have I have drunk a lot of booze. Do you think that's what life. it is? I mean... I, I was just explaining to Corinne today uh, how I explained to someone what a bandsaw was, but I don't know who. And it was just recently. It was maybe last week. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't while I was drinking. It's during during the day. There wasn't maybe on the telephone. The <laughs> I don't know. It could have been at work. It could have been at home. You could have been explaining to Corinne what a bandsaw was. Maybe. Okay. I did have to explain to someone uh, recently what an avatar was, and that was, that was a fun Like an, fun ab- thing. an abattoir? <laughs> uh-huh. What an abacrombie is. Okay. Man, uh, did I... You know what? You know, so we think of we think of threats in our lives, Roy, and we think of things mm-hmm. like this is the snake in the backyard, the mm-hmm. bees in the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what is an even greater threat? 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 Mm-hmm. identity theft. boba threat <laughs> boba identity theft oh. identity threat <laughs> identity fet. <laughs> uh somebody some okay th- and this is a thing where i could i have probably looked into the eyes of every possible suspect in this crime but somebody somebody in in the greater phoenix metropolitan area has gotten a hold of the credit card number for my fucking company credit card uh-huh. and went and spent like a thousand dollars at douchey clothes stores at the fucking Chandler mall. Really? Yesterday. 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 Okay. Yeah. Did you get a call immediately? I did. Which is why, yeah. why you know about yep, this? I did. And the cards canceled and that's all taken care of. And the, the, you know, I'm, I'm Man. assuming that I don't, I'm not responsible for, you know, a thousand dollars worth of shit from Victoria's secret and Hollister and, uh, wherever else they were buying shit from. Hollister is an actual store. I thought it was just a brand. It's a brand know, store. A Hollister. It's like Dude, buying Thomas d- Kincaid d- pants. Look at or me. Something. Do I look like a guy that knows fucking anything about where normal people go to buy clothes? No. What am I wearing, Roy? Something from Amazon. Uh, no. You know what? Neither of the things that I'm wearing are from Amazon. No, uh, but you are wearing something from uh, Negative Land. Yeah, I got these cargo think... shorts at Target. Okay. This Negative Land shirt to replace my old Falling Apart which you Negative did Land shirt. buy that I... online, right? From I did, their website yeah. Or something. I, I bought, so, so I had a shirt that was my favorite shirt, and I wore it. Uh, I bought it my freshman year of college from a, from a record shop. 
uh, it was just a negative land shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this one. I wore it until it was the black shirt became gray. It didn't glow in the dark anymore. Oh, and it was I just, forgot about that. There were just holes worn all throughout it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, I need more of these shirts. And so I just bought like six of them uh, from, from Negative Land mm-hmm. direct mail order. And I've just been sort of... If you have six of a shirt, you wear it out a lot less fast. Sure. But it's still uh, pretty worn. Yeah, well, it's... So. I mean, this was probably ten years ago that I, oh, that okay. I got these six. That. So, yeah. We're getting really old, Roy. Ten years ago. Fucking, wow. So, so that super, was a significant depressing. chunk of your paycheck. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Boy. Mm-hmm. You're not kidding. You're not whistling Dixie. This is why you didn't make rent No, that time. ten years ago, I was, making, I was making pretty good money. That was when... I remember your, uh, your, your uh, sister-in-law, mm-hmm. I guess, complaining uh, that I made more money than she did. Oh, even right. though she was ten years my senior and had a master's. Yeah. And I was like, you should have learned to program some code, bitch. That's what I said. Because I was a real asshole then. Uh-huh. And, and I, you know what? And I you've never, never been back to their I, house. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say that. Because I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a f- barbarian. No, no, you didn't. Fubar. Didn't say that. Fubar. You were very polite. And uh, you didn't talk yeah. about it anymore. I was like, well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I just happened to have some marketables. Would you like to borrow some money? You seem to have a lot of kids. Are you having trouble feeding them? With your stupid liberal arts degree salary. <laughs> She's a teacher. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know what she teaches? Do you remember? English? No. She teaches special Physics? ed for kindergartners. Wow. How can you tell if a kindergartner is stupid or just five? Uh, these are severely mentally handicapped kids. Okay. You can tell. Okay. I guess I've never really spent a lot of time with a normal five-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. So Yeah, you have. I don't think you're right about that. Really? All of my nieces and nephews, I'm sure you've seen them when they were five. Uh, I did once. And I you saw didn't them, think they were normal? And then I did not see them again for 10 years. And that's why I was so freaked out when one of them was married and another one was starting oh, to drink. And uh-huh. then the one who was a baby was suddenly like a 15-year-old girl. Right, and I was like, "What the Christ?" Uh huh. And you felt very uncomfortable. We were just jo- we were just making jokes mm-hmm. that she understood. How can a baby understand a joke? Is yeah, what I that's thought. Weird. This is some real. She's not fifteen dissonance. yet. She's fourteen. Oh well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, yeah, Roy. We've got a bunch of things on this sheet of paper that we 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 for the one of the first times in Advice Hot Dog history, this the stack of questions is piling up faster than time passes. It is uh, because we keep spending thirty two, thirty three, thirty four minutes on mm-hmm. this beginning segment, right? Which some people say that they like, and some people say that they don't like. Yeah, well, some people can just go fuck themselves. <laughs> Yeah, they is, can. is my solution to that problem. Uh, we ought to we ought to get going though. We ought to we ought to deal with uh, the things we got to deal with. We ought to Take help care people. Of business. We got to help. Yeah. Uh, and one one thing that we also ought to do is apologize for accidentally doubling up last week on a cocktail yeah. we, that we, we had had before. Uh, this shows the the flaws in our system of record keeping, which up until now has been uh, nothing, just electing yeah. to not keep yeah. any records. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we now really we have a piece of paper. We need to make it up. We need to make it up to these people. We need to make up for fucking up last week's cocktail. But before we do that, Roy, let's have a cocktail. Okay. Roy, what does your piece of paper say about this week's cocktail? 
Oh, we're recording. Uh, it says question mark, question mark, not el presidente. Not el presidente. So the, the cocktail that we're having uh, for this week is mm-hmm. the Brave Bull. The Brave uh, Bull. Which is three parts tequila, one part Kahlua uh, mixed in. Just You pour some Kahlua, you pour the Kahlua in a, a glass of ice, and then you pour the tequila. Uh-huh. It's a Brave Bull. Why is it a Brave it's, Bull? It's like I don't know. It's, in, it's like brown tequila. Yeah. I mean, like, Brave Bull seems like maybe it's like a Native American thing. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Like, that seems like the name of a Sioux chief. Per- perhaps. Su- I, mean, I mean, if you want to be, uh, you want a stereotype of people, sure. Real. So, is is a stereotype to say that Brave Bull sounds like it might be the name of a Native American? Mm, well, it could be. Okay. You know, because most Native Americans I know are named Mario or Peter or John. Okay. I knew one named Sky. Yeah. Uh, who once hit me for no reason. Mm-hmm. Except that his parents were white and they named him Sky because they thought it sounded Native American. Huh. Did they adopt him? Yeah. Oh, well, cool. Maybe that's why he hit me. He was mad both because he <laughs> lost a round of Mortal Kombat 2 and because his parents were dipshits. I, I think he still loves them, though. Oh, good, mm-hmm. good. I hope that's I hope that's a comfort to him. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think if I know any Native Americans and what they're. I mean, clearly, Native Americans running around nowadays are not named Raging Bull or Taxi Driver <laughs> or uh-huh. the Magnificent meet Seven. The, meet the parents. <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh most likely sure uh, is it oh so, so would you say that i am engaging in unfair stereotypes by saying oh gonzalez that's a hispanic last name no yes because it could be spanish <laughs> isn't hispanic also i don't know okay <laughs> do, you, do you think that it is racist of me to not know whether hispanic means both mexican and spanish I I'm I, sorry, I La- honestly don't know. Is it Latino? What do, what do you people even like to be called I don't now? Know. <laughs> the, none the, of those the, terms the, really make sense. The red man. I mean, right, because none of you are from Hispaniola. Right. And also, you know, you don't speak Latin. Mm-hmm. That's what, like the only language you don't speak, Roy. It's one of them. It's one of the only language you don't speak. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually not uh, nearly as bad a cocktail as it seemed like it would be. I poured it and I yeah, it and I just really said, terrible. "Boy, I don't want to drink this." Visually. But now I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You swish it around a little bit, get it, it mixed up, mix. and it's yeah, and mm-hmm. a little bit of a little bit of ice melting into it. It smooths it out, and then it's like this is this is pretty sweet, and yeah. pretty tasty. Uh, you know, I I am a fan of tequila on on the rocks. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, is it tells good. you that you need to take your time with with this type of drink. It Be also responsible. For, it forces mm. you to get a decent tequila because you don't want to drink too. shitty tequila. Right. You, you don't. You know. You, you don't want to get a guzzling tequila and put it in a sipping tequila situation. Right. That's true. Uh, so to make up for last week's absence of a cocktail, we're doing a second cocktail uh, this week, which uh, is called the the Cucaracha. Which mm-hmm. uh, to keep things simple. Uh, the Cucaracha is one part tequila, one part Kahlua. Mm-hmm. Uh, put it in a shot glass. And then the instructions say to uh, light it on fire and then wait for the fire to die down and then drink the whole thing through a straw. Right. Uh, so I've got them. I've got them set yeah, up here. Poured them. Got them laid out. And I'm going to light them on fire. Okay. Yep. It looks like it's not 
lighting on uh, fire? Yeah, no, no. So then uh, that means that the flame has died down. Applying, appla- oh, whoa, it did, no, kind there of. Was a, there was a little bit of fire there, okay. Oh, yeah, that oh, one did, no. did light a little okay. bit. Okay, all right. Ow, I, the, le- no. the lighter, the childproofing strip on the lighter has now gotten hot enough that I burned my thumb. Do you want to record this so that uh, people can see how it uh, almost lights on fire? Like in video? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any way of recording video. Don't you have a telephone? Oh, there is a tiny little dancing flame on there. Yeah, there uh, is. Wow. No, that one's going for a while. Huh. Huh. And what's the percentage on this? Uh, it's 40%. And what? what is cool? Wow. Uh, 2%? 20. 20? Uh, here's a straw, Roy. Okay. Uh, we're using these handsome uh, plastic... Yeah. Uh, pink bendy pink straws. plastic bendy straws. I think these came with my house. Really? I think these were... Were they in the safe? Sitting in the drawer. Yeah, they were in the safe, yeah. Uh, really, I took the 11 cents from the safe and... Uh, did it. All right. But uh, in in what is probably going to be the most interesting recorded audio ever, uh, Roy and I are now going to plunge straws into this shot and drink this beverage. Plunging? You're supposed to drink it quickly. Plunge. Ooh. Ha. Uh, it tastes a lot like uh, <coughs> drinking a whole bunch of the other cocktail at the same time, but with more Kahlua. And not cold. Uh, the, the taste of Kahlua always reminds me of childhood yeah my very not childhood but like right after my senior year of high school when i was first starting to experiment with alcohol oh okay. i was a real dweeby kid roy you were not once in high school did i drink it wasn't Wait. until the summer after my senior year of high okay. school that i that i drank even a little bit i didn't really drink in high school i think i got drunk for the first time when i was a sophomore but i didn't it wasn't a regular thing with me you smoked a lot of cigarettes though i did because you were a bad kid roy you were a bad influence. You know, I think your parents... On you? Mm, sure. I think your okay. parents were worried that I, some, some you know, s- some secular, some secular non-Catholic kid mm-hmm. was going to come short in and be hair. a bad influence on you. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I didn't. Did I have short hair? I yeah. feel like I had a normal dopey dweeb haircut. Sure. When we first knew each other. Uh, sort of. They know. probably didn't like me because I was an asshole. That, that it probably had nothing to do with my not being Catholic. They didn't know you, you were an asshole. That's probably true. Was I nice to them? Yeah, you're was I like an Eddie Haskell? Nice. Was I? You're, you're was I very, right? very polite. Good. Very, very uh, well-raised young man. Yeah, well, good. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Uh, they still think that. Isn't it weird, Roy, that though we have been great friends for twenty years, our parents is had, it really twenty now? Uh, yeah. I mean, twenty years ago was our sophomore year of high school. Fuck. I wouldn't. We were not great friends. Uh, our sophomore year, but but it, you know, it's since we met, yeah, we met twenty okay. years ago. Wow. Our parents did not meet until your wedding. That's very strange. I know. I mean, I think it was because our parents are both really sort of antisocial and don't like to talk to other people in the community. Really? Oh, I don't know. No, that that's true. My, it is true. Yeah, my mother. My mother met your parents at your wedding. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. If I'd have known, I would have corrected that a long time ago. Yeah. What are you going to do? But, you know, um, to be honest, I think we were probably trying to fight down the um, perception that we were a gay couple. So maybe that's why we never uh, wanted them to meet. Roy, I was never interested in fighting that down. Here's the thing. (laughs) If a hot chick thinks that you're gay, Mm -hmm. she'll just show you her boobs and stuff. Oh. great. (laughs) Really? Dude, I don't know. (laughs) I, like while while that was a thing that happened, <laughs> you, you think if you just proclaim I'm gay, that a lady's oh well, please tell me well, how yeah, my I mean, boobs a, feel. Like the same the same way that you will pretty much always like without hesitation show your dick uh, to a gay dude. 
no, sure. I mean, I'm sorry, okay. to a straight, to a straight, I've, I don't even remember the point I'm trying to make. You'll show your dick to a straight dude. I show dude my dick to a lot of people. You know, you know that that straight dude is not going to be like, oh, uh, start, start panting because of mm-hmm. how excited he is about your dong. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. like a cartoon character. That's the thing. Which a is lady, your portrayal of, of gay men now. A lady who has a gay friend, she'll say, uh, gay friend, uh, Char- Charlie, uh, I, I want... Uh, to not die of breast cancer, but I'm afraid to self-examinate my my bosoms. Yes. <laughs> Would you do it for me, mm-hmm. gay gay Charlie? Uh-huh. And then gay Charlie, secretly not gay Charlie, right. is like hell yeah. Uh-huh. Inside, that's what he says. It's like some like it hot. Outwardly, he says, "Oh, I don't know. That seems pretty gross. I don't want to touch a breast." Mm-hmm. Don't they feel like sandbags or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We got some old business to take care of, Roy. Sure. Uh, why don't you start with the first one? Okay. Uh, so, uh, an, an ex-girlfriend of mine uh, who uh, happens, uh, I, I think, to to work for a private investigator's office, actually looked into what happened to my old cokehead boss. She probably just go- googled uh, that friend. person's Maybe she just, name. She just right? googled it. I like to think that she is a secret agent uh-huh. uh, because private private investigators are like secret agents in some critical ways, right? They so the last time I saw this girl, uh, when it was time when it was time to I go our separate ways now. at the end of, of the night, uh, she is a woman. I think she has some babies and stuff. Really? Uh, oh, congratulations! But the last time the last time I saw her, uh, when it was like, well, it was good catching up with you. Uh, it was time for us to go our separate ways. I got into my car and left. She shot a grappling hook onto a nearby rooftop and just disappeared upwards. Really? It was crazy. Like she was there a moment and then she wasn't. Yeah, there was a there was a puff of smoke. Huh. She threw a smoke bomb down. So okay. what I like to think is that there would have been no way to find out this information. Sure. Okay, short I'm of you. using secret agent databases mm-hmm. stored on a night vision goggles. Like probably some kind of computer with a cool acronym name mm-hmm. like Shreveport. Shreveport. <laughs> or That's a really long acronym. Cape Canaveral. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are place Columbia. Uh, yeah, so anyway, apparently, uh, my, my cokehead ex-boss, uh, for, for borrowing, for deliberately borrowing money from a bunch of dudes and not paying him back, uh, served 120 days in jail and then seven years of probation and then, uh, was ordered to pay $134,508.07 in restitution, mm-hmm. uh, to his victims, but his dad paid it off for him. I feel like they would have rounded up or down there with, you with don't think? the money amount. No, you don't right? think that they would do, uh, you know... <clears throat> when uh, when I was uh, finishing off my uh, divorce settlement, mm-hmm. I received an email uh, reminding me that the uh, the the payments, which were all a lot of like something and thirty three cents, actually summed to one cent less than the agreed upon settlement amount. So, so to, to please so to please include that one cent in the uh, the the final payment mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think if you like the American justice system are kind of a cunt, uh-huh. then maybe you will pay a lot of attention to a single cent. Wow. Okay. That's left over in the amount of money that somebody owes somebody. That's awful. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Hmm. Never get married again. That's what. Is that your plan? Dude, I don't know. 
I hate for this to I hate for this to become like a serious conversation, but I really it don't. It doesn't know. have to be a conversation. Yeah. You, you can just say I don't know. Yeah, I really don't. Okay, I really don't know. I mean, I'd like to think. Well, I would only get married again if I had a prenup, but I had a prenup. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was like a bullshit prenup out of a gumball. Well, machine. you didn't you didn't contest it, right? I couldn't. There really? was just no like every lawyer okay. that I talked to was like, yeah, this thing is bullshit. Okay, this, this because it's from good. the internet yeah. and no one looked at it. Yep. Okay. What are you going to do? You're not subject to... You can sign a contract, and if you can prove that you didn't understand the contract, you're not bound to it, apparently. Yeah, that's weird. Is yeah. that really true? It is. Okay, that's yeah, a good that's thing, because I, I've never read that iTunes agreement thing. No, no shit, man. Did you see that thing that came out recently, which suggested that, like, the average person... Like, the average person who uses a computer, they calculated the amount of time that it would take for you to actually read it's all of the... It's years, and it is something, it? No, it is something like... It is something like a month out of every yeah, year of your life would be spent... ridiculous. This, but yeah. That's crazy. Nobody mm-hmm. reads it. And Nobody. iTunes changes its system all the time. And so then it's like you every have to week agree to this new, new thing. 140 page document. Yeah, why don't they like, show you what, what what's new? No one has ever read like it. Like a newsletter or something. It's going to be interesting the first time that becomes a thing, right? Like the first time they actually try to do something to somebody as a result of their violating one of those EULAs. Because mm-hmm. it's never it's never come to that. It's never come to a court case where somebody can say, oh, I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Right, and I once just it, clicked and, on it because you don't give me another choice. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean the shit you buy software and you once you've paid for it, you can't use it without agreeing to a four hundred page legal document that you mm-hmm. weren't allowed to read before you bought it, and right. that you're not allowed to return the software right after you've opened it. So like that doesn't seem fair. Doesn't. Uh, ben writes, "Can we see the butthole haircut? I wouldn't want to think that Zach is wrong, but I can't conceive of a Roy that looks anything but ravishing. Let the people vote. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to look pretty normal again, mm-hmm. and you're you probably not butthole. You probably look in the mirror and you think, Fuck, I need a haircut. I need a butthole haircut.' I do, kind of. Yeah. Now, now that I've decided to be a butthole, so we should take a picture of you now. Okay. And then we should take a picture of you with a butthole haircut, and then we can post, and we can we can just I can, you I'll, know I'll make one of those uh, questions on Facebook where people can vote. See, I was going to suggest that I could use my web developer skills, my you know circa nineteen ninety five web developer skills, uh-huh. to make a make a thing where our listeners could just vote on their own. We wouldn't have to use Facebook's framework, like on on our website. Do you really want Zuckerberg to sell? your data about whether or not you look like a butthole no, I don't. to brill cream mm-hmm. to to uh, i don't know some sort of pomade company face wipes of some sort yeah like an oxy clean oxy 10 stridex <laughs> i was gonna say oxycontin an oxy an oxycontin distributor oxycotton uh tim says hey guys so i've been listening to stop podcasting yourself and on episode 152 they talk about fuzzy balls apparel it's almost like we paid them to do that yeah that was weird. Uh, i thought that was great do you have any new products coming out i'd like to see maybe an advice hot dog t-shirt with a sticker or something available too i'd buy the shit out of that mm, that's a good endorsement right should we, there should we make some should we make some advice hot dog t-shirts maybe uh i've thought about it a, a little bit but i i haven't uh thought about it enough to actually draw anything I thought it'd be great to have a t-shirt that has our bicycle drugs uh, saying on it. Hmm. You know, the, uh, I, you like, know, I think if we just took blah, the existing blah, blah. Advice Hot Dog logo and uh, and put it on a t-shirt. Really? Just that'd like that? would probably be okay. Yeah. The logo? No words? Uh-huh. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Roy, we're almost an hour into this podcast. Should we answer a question? We haven't answered a single question yet. Yeah. I think we've answered uh, some of life's larger questions. Uh, but first... Here's a segment that we like to call 
topics. Topics. Today's topic, virgin birth. Okay, so I learned recently about a woman that uh, my wife knows who I think is maybe 30 or 31 and has a son who is maybe six years old now. And she decided at, um, I guess, at 24, 25, that she wanted to have... I think the son is uh, younger than that, but uh, that doesn't really matter. She wanted to have a baby, so she found a donor and was artificially inseminated. Now has this baby, is raising uh, the baby, has now quit doing her job so that she can concentrate on that. But what I learned is that this woman is a virgin. Huh. Which I thought was really interesting and odd. I. You know, it's it's kind of. Uh, Does her baby have any sort of magical powers vis-a-vis loaves or fishes? No, I don't think so. Can he walk on water? Mm, so far, no. Can and he walk on wine that used to be water? I I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, can he bring Lazarus back from the dead? Lazarus is still alive. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did Jesus do? He healed this lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, somebody, on blindness to the blind. Somebody played an album for him that was kind of lame, and he made it not lame anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is the origin of Nirvana's Nevermind. <laughs> right. Not a lot of people know that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that album sucked before Jesus got a hold of it. Zach and Roy. I am a newly accepted PhD student who will be moving to the Tempe area in the fall to start studying. As I will have to live in Tempe during this process, a minor inconvenience, I was hoping I could get some advice on living there. I didn't assume that this was a question for the show. I thought this was just a personal email that he had sent to us. Oh, really? He says, in particular, what are good neighborhoods to live in when I'm looking for apartments? I think we should not maybe be specific about Tempe, but he gives some general advice about this. Is it feasible for me to get a bike and ride it all year, or is it not as warm as I think it will be in the winter? What restaurants should I frequent? Also, I've heard from your other podcast that you go rock climbing fairly regularly. Where do you go climbing, and how far away from ASU is it? I would also like to hear your general impressions of the Phoenix metro area. Hmm. Let's, let's answer these in reverse order. Okay. Uh, general impressions of the Phoenix metro area. Growing up, well, not even growing up, like I lived in the mountains of northern Arizona for 10 years before I moved to Phoenix, and I always very much disliked Phoenix mm-hmm. yeah. and never really wanted to live here. I never really wanted to go to Phoenix when I was up there. Only came down for a concert. Yeah, I would come down for a concert something. to go to a real record store because there weren't any up there to speak of. Um when when Roy came home from from his travels abroad and said, "Hey, I'm moving to I'm moving to ASU. I'm going to ASU. Do you want to move to Phoenix with me?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Sure," not because I wanted to move to Phoenix, but because I just wanted to get the fuck out of the life that I was sure. stuck in yeah. up there. I had a job that was turning into a thing that I didn't want it to be. I lived in a very small town where all of the girls knew each other, and so it was impossible right. to date meet, anyone. Meet new girls. Yeah. They already knew your secrets. Yeah, they did. They're, they're like, yeah, just the weird things about my dick. Mm-hmm. There are a number of weird things about my uh, dick, <laughs> Roy. And, and you know, they're specific enough that a girl telling the story to another girl in town she of remembers. one of the weird things about my dick, that other girl, if she has seen it, is immediately going to know, oh, that's that guy. That's mm-hmm. weird enough that only one dick could possibly have that weird combination of things that you're describing. Yes. It's, it's rough. It's rough having such a memorable dick. Mm-hmm. I just, I walk around constantly just ducking because I'm like, oh man, I don't want right. to deal it's with like that. The, the paparazzi, right? So we moved here. Neither of us were particularly fond of it, but I feel like you have 
decided that you're going to live here. Like you have, I think you, so. you have, yeah. like that you've decided that you're going to make this town your home. Whereas I am still trying to figure out, I'm way too old to be in this phase where I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck I want to do with my life and when where, you grow where up. I want it to be. Yeah. What do I um, want to do when I grow up? I'm, I think I'm going to be here until, uh, the water runs out. You know? I mean, do you think that, do you think that the water is going to run out and Phoenix is going to become uninhabitable in our lifetime? I could. I don't. A lot of changes happen in a lifetime. Ah, uh, yeah. But remember think... how there wasn't an internet and now there is? Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I remember how it seemed like no way am I going to get pubes in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But then and it now totally happened. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. Roy, our beards remember are Remember how you weren't born with glasses and now you wear them? Oh, man. Maybe you're right. Yeah, Maybe all kinds of things happen. I think it is a. I think it is a perpetual, uh, a perpetual thing about humans of every era that they like to believe the that the world is going to end in their lifetime because they don't want to mm-hmm. conceive of a thing that lasts longer than they will. Right? Like it's 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 comforting to think. Oh, that it's like when when you turn off the lights, you want them to go out everywhere. Yeah, you don't want there to actually be any food in your refrigerator when you close the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Like it, it's comforting to. Sh- to to just cast off the shackles of object permanence that you you learn mm-hmm. as a, as a, maybe a one year old right right because it's really all downhill from there I mm-hmm. mean it's like for a while you're inside a vagina and you're like this fucking rules yeah and then it's like you're shut out and then it's like maybe it's okay like you smile when you fart or whatever and like that's all you care about and you can just yeah sort of but there's all this space wherever. and you don't like it because you want your arms to be down by your sides but it's really all downhill. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just all downhill, and and I think people people want to think that everything is going downhill with them. They don't mm-hmm. want to they don't want to recognize their place in the world. Do you think that's why there's uh, such a thing as baby men of, of humans who decide to just go back? Could be just say fuck all to uh, adult life and become baby again. See, I I think of myself as a kind of a tween man. <laughs> tween I man. Guess. Yeah, because uh, tween. Uh, Okay. A teenage boy is not the way that I was when I was a teenager. My my social development was seriously stunted. I I think it's fair to say my social development seriously, seriously stunted. Mm -hmm. Even now, I will occasionally say some dumb thing that somebody my age will say, wow, that sounds like the kind of dumb thing that somebody eight years younger than you would say. And I would say, mentally, I'm eight years younger than myself. That's why I date such young ladies. Very perceptive. Yeah. Um... I think you've built a career around it and you're doing oh, well. Oh, sure. With, no, with I mean, the... I think I, I think I have definitely like bent the world to, I have, I have, I have to dug, a ne- I have dug a nest into the world instead of letting the world beat tradition into me mm-hmm. in terms of the yeah. way that you're supposed to be at a given, a given you age. You beat off at the world. Sure. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm just like, l- l- what's up world. You don't come on my tits. I come on your tits world. Um, I like the Phoenix metro area, and I I think you encounter this a lot with where wherever you are. It's it's sort of what you make of it. Now, one of the problems with Phoenix is that it is very spread out, so it is difficult to really have the type of pedestrian life that you may be used to, or uh, life that you would like. You definitely can't walk anywhere it's it's difficult i mean in the winter it does get cold enough that you wear jackets but everything is but everything is still like a fucking mile from everything else right sure there's unless you live in tempe 
in really like in well, a, in like, uh, in like in, downtown Tempe, but then, yeah. uh, but then even the, yeah, within the bounds of the school. Ten years ago, downtown Tempe was pretty cool, and then the city decided to go on a little gentrification frenzy yeah, that them. replaced almost all of the sort of the independently cool businesses owned businesses with. with like a Bank of America and a Borders and everything and that is now all out of business. Yeah. So there's some like crazy shit moving in, like. There was a there. There is still an it art theater. Seems like they're going there. back to that. Then there was like a big theater that opened, but then the big theater went out of business. So now there's kind of a shitty art theater that moved into the big theater. Yeah, and it's just depressing because like the escalator broke and they can't afford to fix it. And you're just like fuck. So if you want to open up a theater and have some money, sure. If you wanted to open up a Bandersnatch brew pub, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tempe desperately needs one of those. Uh, no, Tempe Tempe is fine, and it, it to me. I in in going to other places I have found that like so a, a New York or a San Francisco is a lot more difficult to sort of get a hold in like it's harder to get your claws into it yeah but it is easier to experience interesting things like you don't sure. you don't have to seek out a cultural experience it's, because yeah. it is it is just constantly hurled in your There's face always something happening and that that is why I still don't think of this as a place that I want to stay. Sure. Really? Now, the thing is, is that there is stuff happening here. Like I have a good friend named Bobby that <clears throat> sees a music show every night of the week, just about. Right. Like he goes out to concerts constantly. Sure. And there is always something to do, but it is much more work. You have to work at it if you want to actually do those things. Yep. You know, so you have to be really involved with with it. You can't just do something in your neighborhood because something is happening all the time. Yeah. Uh, you can ride a bike all year. Uh, it sucks in the summer, but you can do it. You don't. You think it's going to be really terrible to ride a bike a long distance in 110 degree weather? It's worse when you stop. Yeah, you just can't stop. I mean, you, you just mm-hmm. you you ride and you like you will find yourself going around a block that you don't need to go around because a light turns red and as soon as you stop you're just like fuck because right. you're knocked over by the heat. But it's like eating chilies. You you will learn what sweating is for because you will sweat and it will actually cool your body off. It never gets so cold in the winter that you can't ride a bike. You at night, if you're riding a bike here, you'll you probably are going to want to wear gloves sure. in the winter yeah. and a and a and a decent coat. But if you're coming from Wisconsin, you're not going to care. Yeah, you're probably going to be fine. Uh, there is a rock gym like two miles from ASU. Like the mm-hmm. the good rock gym is the one that is the closest to ASU. Trivial bike ride, you could walk it if you had to. Sure. Um, but the one with the air conditioning, is... the one with the air conditioning is much further away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that and it has the douchier name. It does. Climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah, the, but the that's that, where the girls like to go. Uh, yeah, actually, that is that is entirely true, because they also have like yoga classes mm-hmm. there, and also they have like there's like a date night kind of thing, like Wednesdays. If yeah, you go it's, to a, that, it's a great. If you eliminate. go to that place on Wednesdays, it's like fucking super hot chicken tight clothes night at the Rock Gym. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. why you go on Wednesdays. Yeah, that's what you do. But then you can't like none of the routes are free. Because you're waiting for like some dumb girl who's never rock climbed before because she's just there on a date with some dude and they're just terrible at it and they take for fucking ever and you can't right you can't actually get any get any exercise. You're done. all like this place used to be cool. Yeah, before all the hot chicks showed up. <laughs> uh huh. That's where we're coming from. Dear advice, hot dog. 
A truck that regularly parks near my apartment has had a dead chicken in its bed for the last two weeks. I'm pretty sure it's a real dead chicken due to the blood, dirt, and feathers on it. I think the truck is owned by one of the maintenance workers for my apartment. Should I do anything about the bird or just hope that the bird disappears before it gets too warm out? Thanks, Alex. Okay, so before this goes anywhere, I want to point out that I think we got this question maybe two months ago. So I don't know if that dead chicken is still there, but hypothetically... If it is, definitely don't eat it. Yeah, don't don't eat it. So, it's la- not pheasant. The last time one of my chickens died, I thought, did you eat it? I didn't. No, that's okay. you can't. No, man, if it dies in natural causes, you do not want to. I'm like, just asking. No, but this is how I learn things tough. by asking questions. <clears throat> also, chickens that you keep to lay eggs, their meat is no good. Like, really? Yeah, you don't even like, for cats. <laughs> I guess. I guess that might have been. Uh, so something that I've wanted to do, something that I've wanted to do for a while is, um, to build myself a cool wizard staff. Uh, I bought a goat skull. Yeah. Uh, I bought a staff, a wooden staff. Uh, and something that I kind of want is some bird claws, uh, to hang off of it on little, oh. uh, silver chains. Yeah. And I thought when I had a chicken die, I should cut that chicken's feet off. And put those chicken feet Honor on it. my water, my yeah. wanard staff. <laughs> wanard. Your wandering wa- staff. <laughs> I should I should touch my dong with those chicken feet. Uh, but then I couldn't bring myself to do it. I was like, yeah. you know, I've been responsible for the life of this thing until you know my negligence led it to die. I don't think it was actually my negligence. I think it was just. I thought it just lost the it will was to just live. Biology. Yeah, it was just like fuck this. I hate this asshole. I don't want to keep making him breakfast. It was the pretty chicken too. I know it was the good. It was the good one. Also, well, no, your sorry. other chicken is also no. The sorry, good Persephone, one. you're cool too, but L- Lily was my favorite. Persephone lets you pet her. She's they, nice. They all let you pet her. No, the white one didn't. Well, they all let you pet, pet Persephone. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't cut the. I couldn't cut the legs off. Just of go it. to the Mexican grocery store and get some get some chicken feet. Yeah. In fact. Now that I know this, I'm going to buy you some oh, chicken feet. Oh, that's awesome. That's even easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other cool stuff uh, to hang off of a wizard staff would be awesome. Uh, also, I need to figure out some way to make uh, the eyes glow red that isn't cheesy. <laughs> I oh. don't like. I could just rig up some LEDs and a battery sure. uh, inside the goat skull, but I think that would look stupid. I want to figure out a well, way to make the light. Kind of cover. Yeah, to make the, make the light more diffuse and make it seem like it's glowing in a black... Mm-hmm. Also, why the fuck do I want this? I don't know. What am I ever going to... For your Halloween costume when you give little kids apples with razor blades. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's actually, we're in Arizona, so it's more like oranges and... <laughs> sure. And it's oranges fruits. with scorpions inside them. For all I know, it is. You know, sure, I could just be. decide, oh, here's some oranges from my backyard. Oh, sorry. That one was actually a snake. Uh, this This orange was just a sphere of bees. Uh, take the chicken out yeah do so yeah do, do you see it do take cool it stuff with man you got like a beak that is like a cool triangle yeah use every part with. of the chicken you yeah, still feathers. still can you can make a pillow uh-huh. uh the rotting Quills, the right? rotting flesh you can use uh, to start a maggot farm bait oh yeah maggot, well yeah bait, bait for flies bait, right bait, so yeah maggots 
I am a senior in high school. My entire high school career, I've been involved in marching band, concert band, jazz band, theater, and choir, as well as having taken all AP level classes. I've never had enough spare time for even a part-time job until now. I took the last of my difficult classes junior year, and my extracurriculars are finishing up, so for the first time, I have time for a job. I never wanted to work at a fast food place, but within reasonable driving distance, that's all there is where I live. I have a Mm. friend who's hooking me up with a job at Jack in the Box, so finding a job isn't a problem. I'm just nervous about the whole idea. I will not have this job after the summer, so that gives me about three and a half months of working there. What I want to know is, well, I really don't know. What to expect? How to deal with assholes at the drive-thru? I know Zach worked at a movie theater, but I don't know whether any of you have any experience flipping burgers. Any advice? I don't, but is there a drive-thru movie theater? Uh, is there a window at the movie theater? <laughs> drive through drive through concessions? It takes anything? a really long time. Like, if there's even one car in line, oh, you're like, right. I'm going to be gotta... here a while. Right. Uh, this question is from Finding Wealth in Fort Worth. Actually, this is pretty clever. Finding Wealth, sorta, in Fort Worth, suburb. Mm. It's not only an X in X, you know, an Xig in Xville, but mm-hmm. it's an Xing Y in XYville. It's an Xing Y, parenthetical S, in XYville, parenthetical S. Oh, that's like the baby chart I have to uh, draw for myself. This is like when I get really excited about like a line in a song where there's a bunch of internal rhyme. Mm. I can't think of any examples particularly, but uh, uh, they might be giants probably have some. Yeah, they probably it's more of a Beastie Boys thing than a they might be giants thing. Like okay. I feel like they do they do a little more of that. Or is it like when Soldier Boy rhymes Soldier Boy with Soldier Boy later on in the same sentence? Yeah, that's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I think there's probably some Joanna Newsom that has some some good uh, internal probably. internal rhymes. Why can't I think of any of these now? I like a I like a rhyme yeah, where it's but it, it is both a couplet but like there are four distinct rhyming points within the couplet and this is this is very similar to that except it's more alliterative than rhyming so you know before I worked at a movie theater I spent a year working at a uh, as barbecue a dishwasher at a barbecue restaurant which mm-hmm. was the closest thing to like a food service thing it wasn't it wasn't technically fast food fast food is a little more demoralizing than most jobs like that i think it can be i think there's the grease in the air there's the uniform that you have to wear there's the there's the fact that like i i don't want to alienate our listeners by saying that most people who eat fast food are assholes because they're not and i've eaten a lot of fast food in my life and i still eat fast food you know once or twice a month but i thought you said you were an asshole i am kind of an asshole but but not to people at the window. If you are working at a jack-in-the-box, I am guessing that the clientele that pulls through a jack-in-the-box is just probably going to be worse to deal with on an interpersonal level than the clientele of, like, you know, I don't know, a red lobster, which is in turn going to be worse than the clientele of a Outback Steakhouse, which is in turn going to be worse than the clientele of a a good restaurant i don't know perhaps i don't i don't know it, yeah you are gonna see a lot of uh bluetooth head head pieces yeah it is important though uh especially for somebody who seems like a dweeb uh somebody who's in marching band concert band jazz band theater and choir as well as having taken all ap level classes something that you probably don't know how to do is deal with average people And being out in a world in a job where you suddenly have somebody who is not nearly as smart as you telling you what to do and you have to fucking do it because it's your job. That is a critical experience in learning how to live in the world. Yeah, that sounds good. And and it's a thing, you know, this this comes up over and over again. I mean, it, it was so 
crucial for me to suddenly be in a position where there were a bunch of people who I knew weren't as smart as me, but were just better at everything than I was. Hmm. And it really made me, it really made me reconsider the value of the kind of intelligence that I valued and put me in a spot where I was less of an insufferable prick. Right. Actually dealing with real, you got to see all kinds of people, people out in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know, who went to the school of hard knocks. Yeah. They grew up, they, they learned about it on the streets. They learned it by watching you. All right. Mm -hmm. Made nothing happen to them too. I, I don't know if I have any, uh, great advice other than, you know, you worked at that bakery for a really, you worked, well, you, it was a restaurant, but you worked as a baker for, that was sure. But that, that was um, weird because you didn't ever see anyone like you. No, just, I did. I mean, I, I would work in the back and be a baker, but then I would uh, work the deli in the front and I dealt with a different type of asshole at times, which was the Trader your, Joe's customer. Sure. Senior citizen. Uh, I know so much about uh, gourmet foods that I'm going to be a dick to you. Right. Because you... Like, what kind of uh, pepper is that that you're putting on this? Sure. Like, it's fucking pepper. Shut up. See, that's what you learn dealing with the people at, like, a jack-in-the-box. Mm-hmm. is like, it's fucking pepper. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> like... You know, j- just be a good worker. You know, throw yourself into your work, and it'll be fine. You don't have to throw yourself into it. You have to do a good just job. Take pride in it. It well, doesn't. I matter. guess that's what I mean by yeah. throwing yourself. It doesn't into matter it. if the work is beneath you. Go home do a good job of it anyway. Yeah. You know, be mm-hmm. be the kind of person that fulfills the responsibilities that you have, and yeah. then eventually that will serve you really well when your responsibilities become a thing that is important to you, mm-hmm. as opposed to a thing that is just I have to do this to get my six dollars an hour. Sure. That's that's probably dating us. What's the minimum <laughs> wage now? Seven uh, change. I don't know. Nine hundred dollars. I don't hour, think right? it's that high. You don't it think might, it's seven and change? It might be seven. Hmm. Yeah, we don't know. We have real jobs now. I mean, so when, when I was at that baker, I was I was being paid way above what people got at the Jack in the Box, and it was seven dollars and twenty five cents. It's a hard lesson to learn that you know, even I I have reached a point in my life where. I have my dream job, right? I have the job that is the only thing that I ever wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be any good at it if I hadn't had other jobs where I had to do shit, whether I was in the mood for it or not. Right. Because a lot of the stuff that you have to do day to day, even at your in dream or, job, yeah, in order to sustain a lifestyle that allows you to continue to have the a job, even a job that you loved, where you're working for yourself and just doing stuff, you have to do a bunch of shit that's boring, because mm-hmm. not. A hundred percent of everything that you care about is actually interesting when it comes down to it. It's like washing the dishes. And you have to be able to do it. You have to, you know, it. it is potentially a tremendous learning experience for you to work this first bullshit job. Just take advantage of it. Don't don't walk away from it because oh, I don't really need this six bucks an hour. You signed on. Yeah, just do, just do it. here's a suggestion about uh work ethic uh if you can uh watch this new documentary it's called jiro dreams of sushi and it's about japan's foremost uh sushi chef and it is essentially about him and what he does but it is also about his philosophy of work and what that means and it is very very um not just educational or inspirational but 
mm, you're at the right age where you should watch it. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. I, you also think that I'm at the right age where I should watch it. I, I think <clears throat> if I were 20 or 18 and had seen that movie. Instead of Fight Club. <laughs> instead of Fight Club. Um, it would have made a huge impact on my life. Really? Yeah, even even greater than now. Huh. I feel like you are a guy who always Gets has... easily influenced by movies? No, 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 no. You, you have always had... I feel like as I've gotten older, I have come more and more to understand the way that you have always approached work the whole time that I've known you. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you know, I mean, that Which makes me... Which is what me, makes, makes it frustrating to have me as an employee. You were... Well, well, <laughs> Sure. Uh, you were always... I was always the one trying to convince you to stop working on a project to go out drinking sure. with me. But and th so th there there are two sides to this, right? right? Like, A, I it annoys me when people do that to me now. Mm -hmm. But B, there was some value in it at the time, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that I was at least a marginally good influence on you in terms of not, you can only spend so many productive hours sure. in a day, right? Mm -hmm. At some point, you're just spinning your more wheels. More and more research is showing that. Yeah. Is that you're supposed to go out and take a walk or something. But, but at the same time, I think you just had this innate understanding of like, uh, you know. <laughs> I have to put in the hours. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 but, you know, I, I mean, most of my work has been artwork and your argument at that time was always, well, you also need to experience life in order to say anything about it. Sure. And there is value to that. Yeah. Even so you now, need to experience the part of life that involves us going back to this bar that we've already been to a hundred times, getting drunk, coming home, smoking weed out of a carrot, and then playing Nintendo. Or, sure. Or watching Stargate. Right? That was... Hey, I've gotten a lot out of it. Sure. I, Even I mean, now, we talk about it, and it is important in our work. I mean, really, I think that you owe me some royalties for the, the portion of your your artistic uh, oeuvre. Uh, of the oeuvre millions of dollars is, I've yeah, made of, the, of yeah, my the, artwork. The, the, the particular aspects of it that were influenced by that. Mm -hmm. Ah, we played a lot of that gauntlet game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the only one I can really remember. Yeah, actually. well, that was a, we played a bunch of Atari mm -hmm. also. But, uh, the, this is something that I learned about that time, and I am seeing it more and more now. Um, is that I, I remember uh, you and I had talked about doing a performance piece where we would basically do what you just described now of drinking, smoking, and playing video games, but it would be an installation in a museum, and we would just be in there for a month doing this. And that seemed like such a crazy idea to us and really funny. Mm -hmm. And I am very regretful now that we didn't actually do that really yeah. i thought you were gonna say that your realization was that that seemed like a great idea at the time but it, but now you realize it would have been really stupid well it probably was stupid uh no what what, what i mean by that is that there are many times that you have these sort of off-the-wall ideas or new things and you think that they're funny and strange and you don't follow through on them. And now I'm seeing is that the moment that you have an idea like that, just do it. Because now what I'm seeing in the art world are a bunch of things that you and I had discussed and done or thought about doing. We were so far ahead of our time. We just didn't have the, we didn't have the stick to itiveness. Uh, well, well, you I, didn't, I, I didn't. I think it's just acting on that impulse. Also, of, I just said stick to itiveness. Yes. <laughs> 
sorry, I need to go drive the bookmobile somewhere <laughs> and yeah. totally fail to impress some kids. If you think of something, do it now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're never going to regret, you know, you're, you're going to regret not following through on stuff. You're never going to regret following through on something that failed if it was a thing that you believed in. Sure. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing that just bugs me. Like it's, I'm getting to the point where I like, I see these people just younger people. Uh-huh. And I think like, fuck man, like if I knew what I knew now and had the yeah. talent that this kid has, I would set the fucking world on fire. But you right? don't know. That's the problem. It's always the problem. Yeah, you don't. It I mean, will always and, be. And, and I mean, I, you know, I, I got lucky in that I was able to do something that had the impact that I wanted it to have and, and you know, has, has turned into a really awesome career for me late enough in life that I sort of got my shit together and sure. was finally able to like... Except for the bees. I remember having a conversation with you where I was like trying to rationalize starting a bunch of shit and not finishing it because it was... I felt like it was important for me to figure out what it was that was going to be easy for me to do. Sure. Because if it was was hard, I was never actually going to do it. And to a certain extent, that is what kind of allowed the pieces to fall into place for me. Okay. Finally finding something that like, all right, this is a thing that I can do that comes naturally. The difference was it wasn't something easy. It was something that came naturally. And that's what I mistook. Huh. That was the mistake that I made, I think. And I remember you making fun of me when I told you this. And you were like, so basically you're telling me that you think it's awesome that you just dabble lazily and fuck around with a whole bunch of different stuff and never finish anything because it's ultimately going to lead you to whatever it is that is the perfect thing for your calling. And I said, yes, Roy, that is Mm -hmm. exactly what I think. Mm -hmm. And you said, you are such an idiot, Zach. I hate you. You jerk off. Really? That's how I ended that sentence? I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Wow. Well, your memory is much better than mine. And, uh, you know, who had the last laugh? Mm. Hey, Zach and Roy, here's my problem. I'm 21 and a virgin. It would be nice if I could say we live in a nation where that's okay, but we don't, and it's not. I feel like a pariah, constantly having to lie when my college friends bring up their sexual escapades, which is almost every other conversation. All that lying begins to wear a guy down. More to the point, I've become afraid of sex. I feel safe in saying I'm a good-looking guy who readily attracts ladies, but the fear of being terrible in bed paralyzes me. Even a drunken stupor fails to break down this inhibition. Any advice? You just got to get it over with. I I suppose so. The first I mean, time, I, the, I, I, I was mean, the, 20. The first time you have sex is going to be fucking terrible. And then the next, in my experience, the next hundred thousand times you have sex after that, you're also going to be terrible at it. You just have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like such a big deal and it's just not. And there's no way for anybody to tell you that it's not a big deal because... It's a thing that is both not a big deal and also a fucking all-consuming, sure, like I biological mean, drive, right? It's like it's our only purpose, really. I mean, it's, 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 as it's, it is right now, I could just die, and I have fulfilled my my uh, role biologically, right? Yeah, I need to knock somebody up so that I can die. Yeah, you, wait, you no, do. no, no, never mind, no. Um, I remember <laughs> after I had had sex for the first time, and I told one of my friends about it. Uh, his statement was. Hey, welcome to a not so exclusive club. <laughs> you you think it's a really big deal, and then you do it, and it is a really big deal. But then it's like, sure, you know, you always look back, and it's like, well, okay, that sucked, and I really didn't know what I was doing, and and 
you know, maybe not everybody. Maybe some people are like just super confident all it's, along. It's not about, I don't think it's that terrible, right? It's not super great. It's not super terrible. But I mean, it is. Well, I mean, for the girl. <laughs> like. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, uh, for for me, it was uh, special, right? Uh, as, as it was sex. <laughs> but. Um, you know, you you move on from that. Yeah. You shouldn't be afraid of sex. And also, if um, you are a virgin and you are going to have sex with someone, you you know, you can tell them. It's yeah. not it's not it's a big not, deal. You know, the thing is, it's almost a bigger deal when you're 21 than it would be if you were 30, right? Although maybe not. Sure. Maybe it doesn't get weirder. I, I suppose so. I don't know. I don't know. I, used to, I worked with this guy that was like a thirty-year-old virgin, and we thought that was super weird. Yeah, but and it I'm, was it was kind of weird. And mm-hmm. then there's like you know the forty-year-old virgin, sure, uh, Steve Carell. But but that that points out a thing that you know it's just like well it was just such a big deal that I just didn't do it, and then like the longer I went without doing it, the easier it, it was weird. to not do it. And sure. then yeah, it's just. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you were twenty. I was twenty. Huh. I didn't know that. I got. I probably did. Now I, I'm sure I that you told me after it happened. Yeah, you said welcome to a not so exclusive. It wasn't you. It was, yeah, I was going to say it wasn't me. Um, I did not tell my partner until afterwards, and um, it it, it kind of uh, sup- it not that it surprised her. I mean, she apparently couldn't tell that it was my first time. Oh, good. But it on you it surprised her on the fact that. Um, it's a big responsibility to someone who is the deflowerer, right? So they should know beforehand, I feel. Uh, either that or it should just be a stranger, right? right? A like, stranger? Yeah. I mean, mm, that that could set up, you know, your, your future sex havings. No. Mm. <clears throat> uh, you know, you don't want it to be like your BFF who is like, no. oh, let me just help you get this over, right? No, I mean, it's no, like, you don't. It's, so there's, there's a lot of ways you can go with that. Sure. I think that I was more concerned with what song I was going to listen to after the first time I had sex than the relationship that was the context for it or what it meant, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, I, I just, I, I feel so dumb the same way that I feel dumb looking back on the way that I've approached anything in my life. The way that I approached that was just like, ah, uh, man, it was just like so awkward and thinking about the wrong things and stressed out about the wrong things. And and it just like, I feel that way now. Still, I I had, there was no benefit to me in spending a whole bunch of time thinking about it. You know, it's like, you you also didn't know that, but you can't help it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I didn't have, you know, I didn't ask anybody, like I didn't talk to anybody about it. Sure. That does help. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, and I didn't have, I did not have a database of a million people's written first sexual experiences that sure. I could search. Right. Right. I mean, that's that's a weird thing now because you have access to the Internet, which has a lot of information and a lot of anecdotes and a lot of really heartfelt things from a lot of people and a lot of crazy bullshit that's not true. And that a lot too. of like and a lot of like really reprehensible people expressing themselves in a way that you might not be able to distinguish from the decent people mm-hmm. expressing themselves. So it's like, a, it's so like, you could ask Metafilter. Yeah, sure. Ask Metafilter. Oh, Roy. Um, I feel that it's something that you don't need to hide from your friends. 
Um, you know, so when it comes up, you can talk to them. If they make fun of you, I mean, that really is a bullshit thing to do. And you can point And it's that not out. like don't make, it's not like if they make fun of you, they're not really your friends. If they make fun of you, your friends are kind of dicks and you can tell them fucking knock it off. Like, yeah. and if they don't, then they're not really your friends. But right. if, if you can, <laughs> that's like a weird thing. Like telling a kid who's worried about how his peers feel about a particular thing that, well, if they disagree with you, then they're not your real friends. If they, yeah, so that's why your parents tell you is really stupid though. Like that's terrible advice mm-hmm. because no, if they disagree with you, they probably are still your friends and people fucking feel differently than each other about mm-hmm. things. And you need to learn to deal with that. Right. So like if your friends make fun of you for not having had sex, make fun of them for something. And then if they don't stop, say, Hey, stop, you're hurting my feelings. And then if they don't stop, I don't know, maybe try kicking them in the nuts. And then if they don't stop, maybe then it's worth reevaluating whether you want to be friends with them or not. But it's like you, you constantly build up these situations in your head. You're like, oh man, if I tell my friends that I've never had sex, then, and then you just spin this tale of the imaginary humiliation that you're going to get at the hands of these people who, who actually care about you and are, your friends and right. if they are your friends they're not going to deliberately hurt you or make you feel ostracized or make you feel like a weirdo so fucking talk in to fact them. they may make it their job just like in the 40 year old virgin <laughs> to get you laid which is probably gonna result in some stupid bullshit happening but like sure. it's no stupider than the bullshit that would happen if you sought out some stupid bullshit on your own right, right. it's uh, yeah do it with your friends yeah, just have sex, but with the, but not with your BFF. Just have sex with those dudes. Yeah, not the the you know the one dude that you shouldn't have sex with, but any of the other dudes you can just just do it. Yeah, yeah. It's just it, it's it just sucks, man. Like I wouldn't listen to me. Like if I, <laughs> it thinking about how a nineteen or twenty year old me would have viewed current me just makes me so mad at 19 or 20 year old me really that, you think 19 would be upset with you yeah. or just no say, just not upset just totally dismissive huh just whatever old man you right know, you don't know you wouldn't be like take a look at my life i'm a lot like you maybe i would actually i might be able to pull it off because i i am not as out of touch because of this whole lack of emotional maturity thing that in i in fact you're wearing the same shirt that you i were am wearing. actually wearing the same shirt i no longer i i had a conversation with my girlfriend today who's about the age that i was when i'm talking about me uh-huh <laughs> where so she's the bridge where where i said i no longer believe the sentence that is on this, like, I no longer, I no longer agree with the sentiment of this shirt. I'm just wearing it because it is the shirt that I've been wearing for 20 years. And that's depressing. That's interesting. Now I'm wearing it. Now you're the man. Now I'm being sarcastic. I know I'm the man. Like there's a Jonathan Colton song. Mm hmm. One of his from one of his later albums that, that the chorus is I'm the man now and I'm sticking it to myself, (laughs) which, There are not, I think, a whole lot of people in the world who that song really speaks to. Mm-hmm. I think I'm one of them. I mean, it's, it's it's weird. It's weird to get older and not get lame. Because nobody thinks they're getting lame. No, I don't think anyone does. But but it does happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get older. Your beard get gets all lame. gray. Mm-hmm. You start doing a podcast. goes on a little bit too Haircut long. It looks like a butthole. Roy. 
How do people get a hold of us if they want to get a hold of us? They first go to our website, advicehotdog.com. Part of the Hot Dog Network, available at advice.advice.advice.cockandballs.hotdognet.com. I, I don't believe you that that's how, how people can find us. It would work. Dot co- cock and balls, if you write down cock and balls. Roy, I know that you don't know okay. a lot about the internet. I don't. Keep talking. Oh, okay. Uh, so then you will see links there to the ways that you can send us questions or get a hold of us. You can send us an email to... Okay, Zach is turning around the screen here, and he is showing me the URL, which is... Oh, yeah, advice.advice.cockandballs.com. What? Hotdognet.com. Hotdognet.com. So and as long Roy, as it says hotdognet. Advice.advice.advice.cockandballs.hotdognet.com. I'm sorry. Uh, so ye, as long as it has. Ye of little faith, Roy. I'm going to use biblical language so that you can understand. Thank me. you. Uh, so you can send us an, e- an email using advicehotdog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, which is at advicehotdog. You can send us questions that way, which is really great because it limits you to 140 characters. You can also uh, go to facebook.com slash advicehotdog, and you can post there, send us questions, and you can give us a telephone call at 769-218-9225 or send us a postcard at Advice Hot Dog, P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Now, we've also received a few postcards, um, but I left them in my folder, so next episode we will address those. Next episode, postcards and voicemails. Yes. We're committing to that. Mm -hmm. Didn't we say that last week? Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Roy, how about a stinger? Yeah, uh, we got a stinger just today. Ed sends us a singer. Singer. Stinger. Uh-huh. Ed's, Ed, a singer, sends us a stinger. Would you rather eat poop or be poop? I posed a similar question to my girlfriend last night. You did? So he, I did, actually. Here's the thing. Uh, I had to get up early this morning because of the because I knew seven the, o'clock. The, the pesticide man was coming at 7 o'clock. And so at, at 2 o'clock when, I, when it was like, I don't know, it's time for me to go to bed. I went to bed, and then my stressed out ass mind kept me up, kept me up, kept me up. My girlfriend came home from from uh, the, the the bar, and then we stayed up talking for like an hour. Oh, it's so romantic. It is romantic, but what we talked about was me saying, "All right, so let's say that what you have to do is shardy burps. Would you rather that be you swallow a shard and then burp, or?" You submerge your face in a tank full of shards and burp bubbles up through them. Wow. Okay. What was the answer? Uh, she couldn't decide. Really? Yeah. Can you? No, that, that's like a one hand clapping. It is hard. It is hard because swallowing a shard is gross, mm-hmm. right? Because you're eating some poop. Mm-hmm. But it, is it as gross as Wait, is dunking? it your own or someone else's? Somebody else's. Okay dunking your head in an entire aquarium full of shards. your own or somebody else's somebody else's just one other person or many other people oh that's a good question let's say just one okay so somebody's collecting so it's shards. been collected so for a like, while. like your like your ex that once mailed you a ziploc bag filled with a year's worth of your shards <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's also romantic it is pretty romantic mm-hmm. yeah you know it, it proves that you love every part of your lover right yeah, you, you use every part. Fur. 
<laughs> that word bums me out. Yeah. It's, it's really harsh as my buzz. <clears throat> eat poop or be... I mean, I think I would rather be me and eat poop than to suddenly become poop. I don't want to become... Do you have like, consciousness as the poop? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if you do, then that's kind of amazing. You'd probably make a lot of money. But then me, how, how are you going to use dry, the money? You're dry poop. out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't like you go to a strip club and nobody, none of the ladies are going to want to give you a lap dance. That's true. So maybe what you'd have to do, you'd get a real doll and then have our friend David Jose operate the real doll as though it were the feces puppet from the movie Dogma. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He made that thing. He didn't make it. I don't think. I thought he, I thought did he, he did. I thought he just operated it. Oh, maybe. He was the fecal effects wrangler. Oh, really? That's what I know. He was I thought credited. that meant that he, he made the thing, but okay. Maybe, maybe he just was the poop, poopateer. Uh, we should ask him. Okay. I know for a fact that he had sex with it. <laughs> really? Uh, no. No, I just made that up to be insulting to him. <laughs> I love you, Dave. Yeah, me too. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'm, I think I'm voting for eat poop. Yeah. Can I make a brownie? You know, with the can poop? I make, can I make like a pan of brownies with the poop in the entire pan? So maybe Do you have it to eat the whole pan. Oh, you're saying one poop in the whole pan. <laughs> or maybe so ten it's, pans. It's diluted. Maybe maybe ten pans of brownies with one poop ten spread pan out. Alley. Ten pan alley. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to say that, but then I decided not to. Thinking you would probably do it. Uh, yeah, I think eat poop rather than be poop. Hmm. I'm I'm torn. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. It, wait, um, would you say that is your own poop or somebody else's poop? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Huh. I mean, in a way, you are your own poop, right? It's part of you. Sure. Yes. No, maybe it's not. Well, it's sort. Of, I mean, you've made it. it do, I mean, right? it's kind of like it doesn't hurt when you cut your fingernails off. You don't feel like you've left part of you behind when you cut your fingernails or cut your hair. You don't. Do, do you not feel like you've lost a little part of yourself when you poop? A little bit, but it is—it's also um, a great relief. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've—I've I've taken care of business. I've done something uh, worthwhile. I also shed a lot of uh, sort of secondary glands and uh, organs into my digestive tract. So I do, to a larger extent, I think than most people, lose a part of myself when I poop. Mm-hmm. Which means that if you eat that poop, uh, you're replenishing yourself. It's like drinking Gatorade. Yeah, you get more stem cells, you get more electrolytes. Yeah, yeah you're putting it all back in. Well, with, with that reasoning, then I'm going to vote uh, eat poop. You heard it here first, folks. Eat poop. You also heard it here last. Eat poop. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>